Um, so a few weeks ago, guys, uh, we continued on with our very first relationship series and we covered some powerful things so far, right? Um, it was amazing. So I want to welcome uh, some of our new uh, our new visitors. Welcome on. Welcome to the Praying Single Mom Bible Study. My name is Lakeisha Cody. I am your host and founder. And you are surrounded by... Um, a really amazing group of women, a sisterhood, a community, and we are so happy to have you here. We hope that you come back after this. We meet every Tuesdays. Our new time is 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Um, and normally we are here on Tuesdays. Um, either myself is teaching or we have some other uh some other ladies, some other ministers, some other teachers, some other leaders, um, some other sisters who will be coming on teaching this year. This is not a one woman show. I believe everybody here has been graced with a voice. Everybody here has something to say, something to share. So we'll all be coming on. You'll be seeing and hearing from most of us here. All right. So we're going to go ahead and open up in prayer, guys. So, Father God, we just want to thank you for tonight, Lord God. We just want to thank you for this moment, oh God. We thank you, God, for another opportunity, Father God, to gather here, Father God, in your presence, oh God. We thank you, Father God, for a great time of fellowship, oh God. Father, we thank you, God, for another year. It's a new year, and we are so grateful, Father God, to be here, God. We're so grateful to have been able to cross over into a new year. We count it as a joy. We count it as an honor. We count it as a privilege, and we count it as a blessing, oh God. Father God, as we push in and tap in on tonight, Father God, we don't want to do it without your spirit, God. We don't want to do it without your presence, oh God. And so I decrease as you increase in me, oh God. And I just say, have your way on tonight, Father God. Move as you please, oh God. Do a work in our our hearts, oh God, cause transformation to begin to take place in each one of us, oh God. As we are in this new year, Father God, we decree and declare, God, that we will not be the same, oh God. I thank you, Father God, for opening up new doors, God, and providing new ideas, oh God. I thank you now in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God, that even some of us, Father God, who have disappointment from how 2022 went, oh God, but I thank you now that we have crossed over into a new year, oh God. I thank you, Father God, that we are able to trust you. We are able to trust you with our today, God. We are able to trust you with our tomorrow, God. We break off spirits of heaviness now in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God. We break off spirits of stagnation now in the mighty name of Jesus, God. We break off every spirit of procrastination, God. We break off every spirit, God, that wants to Stay the same. Father, I pray now in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God, that you would do a work in our mind that you would cause us to think different, that you would cause us to think on a higher caliber, oh God. We welcome, God, everything that you want to do in this year, God. We welcome everything that you want to do in us, God. Do away with the old. Father God, do away with the old, oh God. I pray now in the mighty name of Jesus, God, that we will not be those that are praying for new wine, for you to pour new wine into all wine skins, oh God. I I pray now in the name of Jesus, God, that you will begin to do away, God, with everything that's trying to do away with your people, that everything that's trying to do away with us, oh God. Father, I pray, hallelujah. Oh, that even as some of us have crossed over into this new year, hallelujah, 
It seems like something still has a hold on you. Hallelujah. The numbers changed on the calendar, but it seems like there's something that still has a hold on you. Huh? I decree and declare where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. I decree and declare where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Hallelujah. And I decree and declare that we are free on tonight, God. We are free from the things that are trying to keep us down. We are free from the things that are trying to keep us bound. Oh, God. I thank you now in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God, that you would break every stronghold now in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God, and we decree and declare, God, that our 2023 is blessed, oh God. We decree and declare now, God, that our homes are blessed, oh God. We decree and declare now, God, that our children are blessed, oh God. We decree and declare now, God, that our finances are blessed, oh God. We decree and declare now, God, hallelujah, that our plans are still intact, oh God. That your plans are still intact, oh God. We thank you now in the mighty name of Jesus for divine turnaround this year. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, we decree and declare it to be so. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know about you guys, but um, crossing over into the new year, sometimes we can be pressured and sometimes there can be like a heaviness. Hallelujah. And so I just felt let to pray against that thing. And even as you guys get off of here on tonight, I pray that you will continue to pray against anything that is trying to keep you on lock, anything that is trying to keep you the same, anything that is trying to play on your mind and tell you that this year is not going to be any different. Hallelujah. I decree and declare that you will open up your mouth and that you will begin to pray. Hallelujah. When you are in your alone time, when you are on your way to work, say, I'm not going to stay the same. Say, I refuse to say the same. Say, I refuse to accept that this is all that it is. I refuse to accept that things are not going to get better. I don't know about you guys, but we are in a war. We are in a war with our minds. We are in a war with what God wants to happen in our lives. We are in a war with what's going to come to pass. Hallelujah. No longer will we sit in life dormant and allow life to happen to us. But I decree and declare that we will be women that will go after what we want. We will go after what God wants us to have. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is not even in my message tonight, but I certainly felt led to pray against that thing, right? All right. So guys, we're going to go ahead and move forward, right? So this week, hallelujah. I said that um, our Bible studies will be on the Praying Single Mom podcast, but they're just going to have to get that podcast episode just like that. All right. <laughs> they're just going to have to get it just like that. But this week, we continue on with the part five series um, out of every relationship that you have in your life. Outside of the one with God, the most important relationship there is, is the relationship that you have with yourself. Outside of your relationship with God, the most important relationship that you have is your relationship with yourself. Uh, there's no better way to kick off this year than to touch on the relationship that we have with ourselves. This relationship will set the trajectory of every other relationship that you encounter. Tonight's message or tonight's topic is love thyself. Huh? Tonight's message and tonight's topic is love thyself. Hallelujah. I'm going to need some note takers in the comments. Uh, my arm 
is recovering from me working out um, two days ago or yesterday. It's swollen my one of my arms. So uh, keep me in prayer as well. But if y'all can take notes for me, because I'm normally just putting the, the notes in the chat myself. All right. So to, one of tonight's focus scripture is going to be Proverbs 19 and 8. Um, one of tonight's focus scripture is going to be Proverbs 19 and 8, right? So most of our relationships are a pure reflection of how we treat ourselves. Most of our relationships are a pure reflection of how we treat ourselves, how we feel about ourselves. I know most of us, if not all of us, can take a look back and measure how we treated ourselves in the past. I know many of us can take a look back and we can measure how we treated ourselves in the past, how we talk to ourselves, the type of food that we eat, the type of food that we feed ourselves, the type of people and the type of relationships that we allow ourselves to have. Many of us were taught not to focus on or even worry about having a relationship with ourselves. Society doesn't teach having a relationship with yourself. And if we can be honest, the church doesn't treat uh, teach having a relationship with yourself, especially guys, if we grew up in a home where self-love wasn't seen or self-love wasn't something that was discussed, or if we grew up in religious settings where putting yourself last seemed to be the godly thing to do, or putting self, putting yourself at the bottom of the list seemed to be the godly thing to do. Many of us put ourselves last out of sake of humility or trying to be humble. And some of us put ourselves last out of the reverence because you don't want to seem selfish. You don't want to seem selfish. How many of you think, let me see you in the comments. How many of you feel like putting yourself first is selfish? We can be honest, this is a safe space. How many of you feel like putting yourself first is selfish? We can be honest, this is a safe space. How many of you guys feel like putting yourself first is selfish? Mm, mm, mm. How many of you know that you can still serve others? You can be there for others. You can do all of those things while also choosing you. I, I and, and and to be honest, sometimes I still feel like that, you know, and, and it just depends on the situation. It depends on the situation and it depends on the person. There are times when I do still feel like that, right? When was the last time you chose yourself? When was the last time you chose yourself? This can be extremely difficult as a parent. This can be extremely different as someone in a relationship. This can be extremely different, difficult as someone who is used to being a people pleaser. It's hard to choose yourself sometimes as a parent. As a parent, sometimes you feel like your kids are your world and your life doesn't matter right now as long as they are happy. As a parent, sometimes it can seem like as long as your kids are straight, you're happy. Um, come on now, we've watched our parents struggle just to make sure that we have gifts under the Christmas tree. We watched our parents struggle just to make sure that we have shoes on our feet. We watched our parents go without just to make sure that we have this. And, then, and if we can look at ourselves, some of us have become those same parents. Some of us have those same tendencies. As long as my kids got the best shoes, I'll walk around with payless shoes. As long as my children got on the best clothes, I'll walk around with family dollar t-shirts on. Some of us have those same mentalities 
mentalities. And while your heart is coming from the right place, I want you to know on tonight that you matter as well. As someone in a relationship, you may feel like you live to please your partner or the person that you are in a relationship with as someone in a relationship you may feel like you live you live to please your partner you live to be their peace and you want to make sure that they're happy because their happiness equals your happiness how many of you have thought like this in a relationship where you feel like their happiness equals your happiness where you feel like their happiness equals your happiness. Yeah, like, let's be real. Yes, be, let's be real. Where you feel like their happiness is your happiness. If they happy, I'm happy. If they happy, I'm happy. If they're happy, I'm happy. But then it's like, what about me? If I can be their peace, then I'm good. If I can be their peace, then I'm at peace. Another way that loving yourself is hard if you are, are a people pleaser. As a people pleaser or someone that likes to serve others, you feel like your joy and your happiness is tied to people liking you or you being able to be there for them because you know what it feels like not having someone there for you. So as someone who is a people pleaser, it's hard for you to sometimes love yourself because you feel like it's important for you to show up for others. Right? Either way, either way, it's imperative that we make time to choose ourselves and to water the relationship that we have with ourselves. Loving yourself in a biblical way isn't selfish. In fact, it is necessary. We know that the Bible says to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. And Mark 12 and 30, the verse right before that says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind, with all of your strength. And then the second goes on to say, the second is equally important to love your neighbor as you love yourself. No other commandments are greater than these. The word says that there is no other commandment that are greater than these two, to love the God, love God with all of your heart, with all your soul, your mind, and all of your strength, and to love the, your neighbor as you love yourself. So a lot of us stopped loving on God. You stopped let me let me repeat that. A lot of us stop at the verse where it says to love God. A lot of us stop right there. And then some of us stop on loving thy neighbors. A lot of us stop on loving God. As long as I love God, I'm good. As long as I'm loving God, I'm good. But then a lot of us stop on loving thy neighbors. As long as I love God and other people, I'm good. Come on, let's be honest now. How many of you have loved God and you love other people, but you really didn't care to love yourself. We can be honest. Come on now. Come on now. If we are to love God with all our heart, I'll, I'll say me in the comments. I'm just working with my right hand only on tonight, but I, would, I'm, I don't care about typing me in the comments. Listen, welcome back, Rhonda. We missed you so much. We're still praying for you guys. Welcome back, Jazz. We missed you guys so much. We are so happy to have you guys back, and we are still praying for you guys. We still love you guys so very much. So happy to have you guys back. So happy to have you guys back. Yes, yes, yes. Um, <clears throat> yes, but a lot of us stop at that part. But if we are to love God with all of our heart, 
with all of our soul, with all of our mind and all of our strength, shouldn't we be loving on ourselves in this manner as well? If we are to love God with all of our heart, with all of our mind, our soul, all of our strength, shouldn't we be loving on ourselves in that same way, right? Because if we are made in the image of God and in the likeness of God, according to Genesis 1 and 27, which tells us that we are made in God's image, meaning that the way that God loves on us or the way that God loves us, we have the same ability to love on ourselves. When we are in a relationship with God or even someone else, what keeps the relationship going? It's expressing love. Expressing love is what keeps a relationship flowing because expressing love is the core of who God is. Expressing love is what keeps the relationship going. Have you ever been in a relationship where you know there wasn't no love in it? <laughs> Then what, how does that song go? You abandoned me. Love don't live here anymore. Like, have you ever been in a relationship where you can tell that you two are just existing, that there is no love in the relationship? Who wants to be in something like that? When there is no love in a relationship, you're giving them the bare minimum. And you barely even given them that because you really don't even want to deal with them at this point. So if you're if you really don't have no love for yourself, then you are giving yourself the bare minimum. <laughs> you taking care of yourself every now and then. You making sure where Bri at Bri will be on here. She be writing and asking me, did you drink water today? Like, why somebody got to remind me to drain water? Why somebody got to remind me to put water in my body? You giving yourself the bare minimum. When you, don't, when you don't love yourself as much as you should, you're giving yourself the bare minimum. Have you ate today? You're going hours and hours running on E, but you call yourself pouring into others. You call yourself trying to fill, and fill up others. You call yourself around here doing all of this and this and that for others, but you're barely taking care of yourself. Don't even remember the last time you ate. Well, we know that's not possible for my sister Talisha because she literally eats every two hours. So I know she loves herself because she's going to make sure that she eats. <laughs> but I had to throw that out there because it's true. I'm telling y'all, I'm telling y'all it's true. But when we are in a relationship with God or even anyone else, what keeps the relationship going is expressing love. First John 4 and 8 says that whoever does not love God, whoever does not love does not know God. First John 4 and 8 says whoever does not love does not know God. Why? Because God is love. You can't refuse to love yourself when God loves you and still be faithful. <laughs> you call yourself serving the church. You call yourself serving everybody else, but you think that you faithful because you're doing all these good works. But how many of you know that when you're neglecting yourself, you're not being faithful to God? Uh-oh. When you are neglecting yourself, you are not being faithful to God. Let's stop playing. Let's stop playing here today. When you are neglecting yourself, and you call yourself showing up for everybody else. I'm doing this, God. I'm doing this. I'm doing all of this. I'm doing all of this in your name, God. How you doing all of this in my name, but you ain't even taking care of yourself? 
Oh, Lord. Psalm 139 and 14 says this. Psalms 139 and 14 says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are beautiful. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well, right? So this was King David praising God for making him so well. <laughs> and we all know that King David's had a past. But even still, he found in his heart to say, God, I know you made no mistakes when you created me. And for that, I am going to praise you. He found it in his heart to say, God, I know that you made me well. I know that you didn't make a mistake. I know that your works are, your works are good. And I know that I am fearfully and I am wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. And I know that. See, that's where a lot of us have, have a hard time. Believing that something is wrong with us. I know that everybody on this call tonight can point out something that you believe that is wrong with you. Even Beyonce can pick out something that she feel like is wrong with her. Comparing yourself to others and feeling like we are lacking something. And the, and the number one root of this is comparison. Adam and Eve didn't know that not anything was wrong with them in the garden because they had nothing to compare themselves to. They had nobody to compare themselves to. So they didn't know that it was something wrong with them. They didn't feel like something was wrong with them. They were naked and unashamed. They didn't have anybody else to compare themselves to. If we didn't have nobody else to compare ourselves to, we would feel like we are perfect. We are feel we would feel like we have everything that we need. But because of comparison, you begin to measure yourself up against what everybody else has and what everybody else looks like and what everybody else got going on and what everybody else is doing. And then you start feeling like you're lacking something. Believe it or not, God equipped us with everything that we need to live this life. We all came here with different packages. We all came here with different circumstances. But 2 Peter 1 and 3 says that his divine power has given us everything that we need for life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. It says that his divine power has given us everything that we need for life and godliness through the knowledge of him. So going back to the focus scripture tonight, which was Proverbs 19 and 18, it says to acquire wisdom is to love yourself. People who cherish understanding will prosper. With it being a new year. Many of us are in search of something. Many of us are in search of more. Many of us are in search of something to make this year different from last year or to even make it better than last year. I believe the first key to making this year different or better than last year is to acquire the wisdom. To get the wisdom. The scripture says that getting wisdom is to love yourself. That getting wisdom is loving yourself. Staying in ignorance is not loving yourself. Staying in avoidance is not loving yourself. Carrying on and on and on and not getting more wisdom and not getting more knowledge. That's not loving yourself. And that's not loving yourself. 
You're staying in avoidance and choosing not to gain wisdom or choosing not to gain more knowledge. That's not loving yourself. If you don't know something, figure it out. Gone are the days when you sit waiting for somebody to tell you what to do. But you're going to have to have that go get a spirit on the inside of you. You're going to have to go after it. You're going to have to go and acquire what you don't know and what you need to know. I pray for everybody that's under the sound of my voice, including myself. And I decree and declare that we will be those that will go after what we need, that we will be those that will go after what we don't know. If we don't know it, we are going to get it. If we don't know how to do it, we'll figure it out. That every We'll figure out that everything is figure outable and everything is findable, that we will be those, hallelujah, that will go get and go create and go do. I decree and declare that the spirit of the pioneer will be upon us, hallelujah, that we will know that we are creators that God has given us the ability to create. I break off spirits of deaf and dumb. I break off spirits of confusion. I break off a spirits of victim mentality that will cause us to sit there and dwell and doubt and cry and reap and moan and mope. Hallelujah. And stay in rooms of darkness and not get up and say, God, hallelujah, it must not be my season. God, it must be for me to do this. But I decree and declare that we will try again. Huh? I decree and declare, hallelujah, that we will be resilient in this hour, that we will try again. Oh God, that we will try again. Oh, I know you're tired, but try again. I know you tried before, but try again. I know you tried before and it didn't go right, but pick it up again. That you will learn from every lesson, that you will learn from your mistakes and that you would try again. And that you would try again. The enemy has had a play day on our minds long enough. The enemy has played on our minds long enough. He has played on our bodies long enough because of a lack of wisdom and because of a lack of knowledge. A lot of the things that are going on in our bodies is because we don't have the knowledge. I ain't talking about going to school. I'm talking about for a lack of ignorance. We have the ignorance. We don't have no knowledge. It's a lack of knowledge. A lot of things that are going on in our bodies, a lot of the foods that we eat, we don't know the damage that they cause. Oh, they about so down there, head about so high. The enemy is having a play day. Hosea 4 and 6 says what? Hosea 4 and 6 says that my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Because thou has rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. Hosea 4 and 6 says that my people are destroyed. How are we destroyed? We are destroyed in our minds. We are destroyed in our relationships. We are destroyed in our bodies. We are destroyed in our bank accounts. We are destroyed in our homes. We are destroyed in our relationships. We are destroyed in how we speak because of a lack of knowledge. The Bible says that the people perish. They are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. I don't know about y'all, but I'm tired of being destroyed. I don't know about y'all, but I'm tired of my money being destroyed. I'm tired of my body being destroyed. I'm tired of health being destroyed. I'm tired of relationships being destroyed. I'm tired of things being destroyed for a lack of knowledge. I don't want to reject knowledge anymore. 
I can look back on many times where I not only rejected godly knowledge, but I also rejected gaining more knowledge. Hallelujah. I used to be a know-it-all. I thought that I knew everything. Hallelujah. I thought that I, I had everything figured out. So I would, I would not gain more knowledge. How many of you know that not gaining more knowledge can also be prideful? You can be prideful. And as a result of that, it showed up in my life. All of that, thinking I know it all and thinking that, that, I, that I don't need to gain more knowledge, it, it began to show up in my life. Proverbs 1 and 30 says, since they would not accept my advice and they spurned my rebuke, they will eat the fruit of their ways. Proverbs 1 and 30 says that since they will not accept my advice and they spurned my rebuke, meaning that you ignore God's rebuke because God will rebuke your tail. But since you are ignoring him rebuking you and since you will not accept the advice that he is sending you through wisdom, they will eat the fruit of their ways. <laughs> How many of us are eating the fruit of our ways? The Bible says you would know them by their what? Their fruit. The Bible says that you would know them by their fruit. And knowing someone by their fruit is being able to distinguish between what they do and what they say. Knowing someone by their fruit is being able to distinguish between what they do and what they say. Why? Because you can say one thing and you can be doing another. You can say a lot of things, but your actions will prove otherwise. You will know them by their fruit. You saying that you're the queen of self-love, but you ain't taking you ain't taking care of your mind. You let everybody have access to you. You in relationship with everybody. You saying that you are a person of statue. Hallelujah. But you don't have integrity. You're not integral. You saying that you are a person of character, but your fruit is showing otherwise. You're mean to your children. Oh, God, we thank you. You say you love the Lord, but you don't love your neighbors. Oh, I ain't for everybody. Uh-uh, uh-uh. You don't love your neighbors. You mean the folks. We can say a lot of things, but it's our actions that will prove otherwise. We did a lot of talking. I told God I did a lot of talking last year. I did a lot of talking. Everybody did a lot of talking last year. It's time to prove. It's time to be a people of action. Come somebody type that in the comments. It's time. This is my year of action. This is my year of action. Huh? This is my year of action. This is our year of action. Where you will take action no matter what. Huh? You will take action. Come what may, you will take action. You will beat 
January's talk. This is the month where the gems are full. This is the month where mentorships are hot and ready. This is the month, hallelujah, where affirmations are on your wall. This is the month where you talking good to yourself. January is the month huh, where you, some people begin to say a lot of things, but as circumstances begin to pop up, hallelujah, sometimes you begin to lose your way, but I decree and declare, hallelujah, that this year will be a different year. That 2023, this year, we will not only talk about it, but we will be about it. This year, hallelujah come what may we will have a come what may anointing on us come hell a high water anointing on us regardless of what it looks like i'm gonna get up regardless of what it looks like i am gonna show up and i decree and declare this will be a year where we are not only busy but we are productive i decree and declare that this will be a year hallelujah where we are not just wasting time gone are the days where we are wasting time i decree and declare that you will not get caught up in wasting time this year. I decree and declare that you will not only be one of those who are running around doing things, but you will do the right things. You will do what is righteous. You will do what God has called you to do this year. I don't know about y'all, but last year I tried it my way. I tried it my way. A lot of us tried it our way and we tried to tag God's name on it. But I don't know about y'all, but I've had enough. And I said, this year will be the year, hallelujah, where it's going to have to be God. 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 It has to be God or it has to be God. I don't want a plan B. It has to be God. God is the plan A. Are you bold enough to say that God is the plan A? My God. It has to be God. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Proverbs 1 and 7. Proverbs 1 and 7 says, fear the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. Proverbs 1 and 7 says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. What does this even mean to fear the Lord? Let me hear y'all definitions. There's there's no right or wrong answer. We're we're doing we we're getting it right this year, guys. We started last year off right by getting the relationships right. We're getting it right this year. What does that even mean to you to fear the Lord? Be afraid of the consequences. Kiosha, thank you so much for your honest answer. What do you guys feel like, you know, all of these years of your life? What has it meant to you to fear the Lord, to have a respect and honor? A lot of times when we think about fearing God, we think about running away from him or hiding because he may punish us. How many of you guys thought that to fear the Lord means to be afraid of him? I used to think this. That you think to fear God is 
to it's it's punishment to run away from him or hide from him because he may punish you. All right, hear me out on this, guys. Hear me out. Hear me out on this. Hear me out on this real quick. All right, there are two types of fear. And for the sake of spelling, I am going to um, copy and paste my notes here. Um, there are two types of uh, fear. Oh, I want y'all to be able to um, look these up in your own time. All right, there are two types of fear. One is called servile fear, and the other is called filial fear, right? So servile fear is a fear of punishment for wrongdoing. It's a fear of getting caught. It's a selfish fear, and it's motivated by self-preservation, meaning that you're trying to save yourself. So servile fear is a fear of punishment for wrongdoing. It's a fear of getting caught. It's a selfish fear. It's motivated by you trying to keep yourself from getting in trouble. How many of you guys have served God out of this type of fear? Well, I'm making sure I go to church. I'm making sure I show up on Bible study because I don't want God to get me. I'm making sure that I don't say, slip up and say a curse word because I want to make sure that God doesn't strike me down. I want to make sure that I um, um, do this. Uh, or do all of these different works and perform because I want to make sure that I don't get in trouble by God. How many of you guys have served God out of that type of fear? I know I have. Well, if I don't do this, if I don't say this, you know, if I don't do this, or if I messed up, if I make a mistake, I feel like God is striking me down. I feel like he's going to get me. Philia fear, on the other hand, it draws. It draws from the Latin concept where we get our idea of family. And it refers to the fear that a child has for his father. That filia fear is the, is the fear that a child has for his father. Filia fear thinks of a child who has a tremendous respect and love for his father, who desperately wants to please him. Because I respect my father. I, I honor my father. I respect him and I want to please him. I want to make him happy. He doesn't want to offend his father because he loves him. Not because he's afraid of getting a whooping or not because he's afraid of torture or punishment, but because he's afraid of displeasing the one who he loves. I don't want to disappoint him. That's good, Jazz. I don't want to disappoint my father because I honor him. Because I know that he created me for such a time as this. I don't want to disappoint him. I don't want to displease him. Because he is the source of my security and he, he loves me. I don't want to hurt my parent because, because I know how hard she worked. I'll make this personal. As a kid, there were some things that I did in my grandmother's house. But as I got old, I was like, how dare you do those type of things? If you loved and honor her, if you knew how hard she worked, if you knew your grandmother walked miles sometimes to catch the bus just to put food in your, you and your siblings' mouth and your cousin's mouth, you would respect her. You would do better. And I'm your telephone. You would do better. Right? You did a birthday. 
Sorry, guys. I'm just trying to make sure that everyone is mute here. All right. Philia means loyal, faithful, and respectful. Servile is a characteristic of slaves. And we know that we are not slaves. Why? Because we are, a, we are children of God. We are not slaves. So servile is a characteristic of slaves. And when you, when you running from your, when you think about slaves back in the day, they were afraid of their master. They were afraid of the punishment that will come along with whatever they were doing. We don't have to live our lives afraid like that. However, but when you have a fear of the Lord, you're loyal, you're faithful, you're respectful. You don't want to disappoint him. When we start to see the fear of God, not of being punished, but being with the father and, you know, not be, I'm sorry, not being with the father or not being in his presence or disrespecting him or dishonoring him and not being like him and not considering him. And it changes how we think about God. I don't want y'all to leave here tonight not knowing that the fear of God is not that punishment that you think about, but the fear of God means that I'm going to honor him. I need to respect him. I need to consider his ways. I need to consider how he created me. I need to spend time in his presence. I need to develop a relationship with him. I need to work on our relationship. That's what having the fear of the Lord is. And your fear is not about the judgment of God, but rather a fear of being distant from him. You need to fear being distant from God. <laughs> How many of you guys know the most dangerous place is being outside of the will of God? The most dangerous place is being outside of the will of God. The most dangerous place is being distant from God. I don't want to be distant from God. I need to be in his presence. I need to be in his face. I need to be in his vicinity. Anything that he doing, I need to be in it. I need to be in his will. I need to be around him. I need to be worshiping. I need to be praying. I need to be in his presence. I need to be in his face. To fear God is to take refuge in him. To draw close to him. Come on. Our fear of the Lord is then based on our knowledge of his love, his mercy, his goodness, his kindness. It, is, it, it rests on the fact that God is our heavenly father and our desire is to please him. Our fear of the Lord is healthy, is good, is respectful, is driven by our love. Right. So not to take up too much time on the fear of the Lord, but I think it's important. So now, you know, that fear in the Lord. It's not about being scared or running from him, but it's about relationship. Fear in the Lord is about relationship because he's your father and he's a good father. Right. So we know that the fear of the Lord is beginning of knowledge. Now, does this scripture make more sense to you guys? Let me know if that helped. Do y'all have a different perspective of what it means to fear the Lord? He's not up in the sky about to strike you down. All right. So deepening your relationship with Christ will be the beginning of knowledge and wisdom because he is the great revealer. He is the great sustainer and he is the author and finisher of our faith. All right. So back to the relationship with yourself. 
So how can we come more intentional about loving on us this year? Like I said, I know last year, self-love and self-care was a trending topic. We had, we had all these songs that came out about self-love. I got some of them in my um in my Apple uh, playlist right now. I ain't even going to front, right? We got all these songs about self-love and self-care. It was a trending topic last year. We had the soft life that was a trending topic last year. We had all these people posting reels about self-care. And then eventually that died down as all trends do. Come on, God, we got to be people who outlast trends. We got to be people that outlast trends. Your life can't be based off of the newest trend. You got to outlast that trend. It got to become who you are. You got to become somebody that will outlast a ride in the wave. Absolutely, Sharissa. You got to be somebody who will outlast those things. Because if we can be honest, when life is lifing, it's not always easy to choose you. When life is life and it's not, it's sometimes it's not always easy to love on yourself. Come on now, we can be honest. It ain't always easy. So when them trends go away, when you stop seeing them reels, when everybody taking care of themselves, when you stop seeing all them, all them motivators, the motivation, all of that stuff like that, will you still have the capability and the motivation to take care of you? When life is life in guys, will you have the staying power to choose you? It's not easy, but it's possible. If we don't pour into us, it's not, come on. If we don't pour into us, it's difficult to authentically pour into people. I didn't say it was impossible because you got a lot of empty people pouring into others. <laughs> I did not say that if you're empty, you can't pour into others because you got a lot of empty people pouring into others. You got a lot of broken people pouring into others. You got a lot of people who are going through A, B, and C and they're pouring into others. They're trying their darndest. They're trying their best. They think they helping, but you really ain't helping nobody because you empty. Come on. You really ain't helping nobody. You're trying to check off your list of people who that you helped today, but you ain't even put yourself on that list. Stop playing. When the last time you prayed for you? When the last time have you prayed for yourself? I prayed for you today, sis. I'm thinking about you today, sis. But when the last time have you thought about you? When the last, uh-uh, Bree, stay with us. Don't log out, baby. When was the last time had you prayed for you? I don't done it. I don't did it. Done it? That probably ain't proper grammar, but I don't done it. I don't did it. All of that. I'm praying for you, girl. Yes, I'm, all of this. But now I ain't lay hands on myself. I'm boohoo crying, hurting, in pain, done done it all, all that. I ain't, I ain't did none of that. I'm hurting. And I think because I'm showing up, I'm giving you the best that I got. I'm not Anita Baker. I need to be giving you more than that. I need to, first of all, I need to make sure that I'm full. 
But now that I know better what I can do better, we've got to make a commitment to do better this year. I know it's feeling the same. I know when you look around, everything looks the same in your house. But what about this house? Have you cleaned up this house this year? I know you house clean. I know you cleaned up this house for the new year. But have you cleaned up your temple this year? Have you started? Because it's a process, right? And I think a lot of us get discouraged because we're trying to do multiple things. We're trying to fix everything at once, but it's a process. It's a process. If we do not pour into us, you'll find yourself drained. You'll find yourself showing up, not being present. You'll be there, but you won't be present. It's enough of not being present. If you're not going to be present, don't show up. Come on. The people that you are called to, they deserve your highest self, your children, whoever you're called to. Right. One thing we must not confuse or get twisted is to think that loving ourselves is being selfish. When you one thing that we must not confuse or get twisted is to think that loving yourself is being selfish. This is what keeps a lot of us from not loving ourselves. When you love yourself, you're accepting God's love and you're letting his love flow through your life and then into other people's lives. Selfishness is different. And that it directs your attention only to yourself. Now you can be selfish when you're directing the attention only to yourself, but we get better for the sake of others. We get better for the sake of others. When I get better, others can get better. God blesses me to be a blessing to others. You're selfish when, you, when you're just receiving all of God's blessings. You're putting yourself on a pedestal. A lot of people are saying, this is my 23 year. This is my winning year. You're putting yourself on a pedestal. But when you get better, what you going to do with all of that? When you get better, who you going to pour into? That's selfishness. Loving yourself empowers you to serve others. While being selfish makes it difficult to serve others. So loving on you will empower you to serve others. Come on now. Let me make this make sense for you guys. It's hard for you to serve others and show up for others when you are not loving on you. When you're not in the mood, when you don't love on yourself, it makes you not be in the mood to do anything. You're not in the mood. I'm not in the mood for all of that. You're not even in the mood to sit down and journal. You're not in the mood to do anything. I'm not in the mood to set no New Year goals. I'm not in the mood to write out anything. I'm not in the mood because I'm I'm, I'm lacking love. I'm lacking loving myself. So loving yourself frees you to love God and it frees you to love others. Loving yourself allows you to love God and it allows you to love others. Loving yourself allows you to love God and it allows you to love others. A lot of times we are not able to freely love God or others because we don't have that self-love. 
Am I lying? Have you tried loving God or serving God when you've been broken? <laughs> Have you tried praying when you've been broken? <laughs> Have you tried fully showing up for somebody else when you when you've been broken on the inside? You can show up, you can be there, but it ain't really authentic. It ain't really real. You try celebrating somebody else when you when your life is in shambles. Come on. It's hard to love God and love others when you don't have that self-love there. When you hate yourself and when you don't like yourself, how can you freely praise God? David was praising God because regardless of his circumstances, he felt like he was fearfully and wonderfully made. Regardless of your circumstances, regardless of what you see, regardless of the mistakes that you made, can you still declare that you are fearfully and wonderfully made? And I ain't talking about no affirmation. I'm talking about believing that thing. Come on, we got to outlast affirmations. We got to outlast all of these positive YouTube videos and motivation. It's the word that's going to sustain us. It's God that's going to sustain us, right? This year, my personal goal is to strengthen the relationship that I have not only with God, but also myself. My name is Lakeisha Cody, and I can admit that I have not loved myself the best. Mm, I haven't loved myself the best. Getting on Facebook with makeup and all of those things, filters and all of that, that don't mean you love yourself. Wearing the finest clothes, that don't mean you love yourself. When that wig come off, when you're at home at night, when you look in the mirror, who do you see? When you're alone with yourself, what do you believe? What do you believe about you? Self-love ain't going to buy no cute outfit and posting it on Facebook and hashtagging I love me and I self-love. No, no, you don't. You don't love yourself. Before you got on Facebook, you just talked about yourself in your head. Oh, you're so stupid. Oh, you're so ugly. You just, I'm just, I'm just all of this. Oh, I'm the only one that, that have those negative thoughts in my head. Stop playing. Come on. Let's stop playing. We study how to be a good wife. Come on, Sharissa. That's the whole other thing. If you can even look in the mirror. I went through seasons. And even here recently, I'm going to always be transparent. I went through seasons even here recently where I would brush my teeth. But I would not look in the mirror while I was brushing my teeth. And I had to realize, what are you hiding from? What is it in the mirror that you don't want to see? We're going to get it right. Have you ever been afraid of your reflection? <laughs> Have you ever been... Scared of what may look back at you in the mirror? Have you ever been afraid of how far you let yourself go? 
Oh, Lord, this year, my personal goal is to strengthen the relationship that I have with myself. We've studied how to be a good wife, a good friend, a good mother. But what about being good to you? What about being good to yourself? Think about your past relationships or the mistakes that you made. How would you have shown up differently for others if you truly loved yourself? How would you have shown up differently for others if you you would have truly loved yourself? How would you have served God differently if you truly loved yourself? Because we know that serving God and loving God opens up the door for way more than blessings. Blessing is the icing on the cake, but in his presence, there's fullness of joy. There's safety, there's protection, there's guidance, plus much more. So how would you have served God differently last year if you would have loved yourself more? I know me. Like, all that time I spent in dark rooms, all that time I spent in pity, if I would have redirected that energy and God in God's presence, I can only imagine. How, how would you have shown up differently? How would you have parented differently if you would have loved yourself more? A lot of times we have attitudes, we're frustrated, we're mean, we're nasty. We don't have no patience with our kids because we are not happy with the lives that we have created for ourselves. You ever had an attitude with your child for no, you know, they call your name and you're like, what? They got the TV on. You're like, turn that down. Go sit down somewhere. They ask you one single question. I told you, I don't, I don't have it. You just mad. And it ain't even with them. And it ain't even about them. It don't got nothing to do with them, but you're unhappy with the life that you created for yourself. And they just living in it. This your world, they just living in it. They just living in it. They just living in it. How many times that you had to apologize? I had to tell my kids, like, this is, uh, I, listen, I apologize. This ain't even about you. This don't have anything to do with you. My heart goes out to the mamas that are healing while you trying to be a mama. My heart goes out to the mamas that are trying to figure it out while you're trying to be a mama. And that's hard as hell to do. I don't care what nobody say. It's hard to do. It's hard. Because you're expect there's so much expected of you. There's so much expected of you. And this is not to beat ourselves up, but this is to kind of take an analysis. When you start getting real mean and nasty, take some time and take a step back and figure that thing out and figure out, be like, okay, listen, I don't want to, I don't want uh, to be like this. I don't want to be like this. 
and then you being short with other people, you being short with other people in text messages, you really just not in a mood for anything. It's because you're unhappy. The job you choose is a reflection of how much you love you and care about yourself. The man that you decide to be in a relationship with is a sign of how much you love yourself. Don't worry, Sharissa, you are still working to give them that life because because you are still living, you still have time. Because you are still here, you still have time to give your children the life that you that you want, that you want to give them. And also, um, we got to be making sure that we are giving them the life that God wants for them too. Not my will, but your will be done in their lives, God, because your will is better. Your way is better. Your way is better. The man you decide to be in a relationship with is a sign of how much you love yourself. The places you go and hang out at, the places that you allow yourself to be involved with is a reflection of how much you love yourself too. The decisions that you make is a reflection of how much you love yourself. The way you take care of yourself is a reflection of how much you love yourself. I went months, months, almost a year without washing my hair before, without taking down my braids. I would just slap a wig on every day, literally for months, almost a year. It ain't ever, never, ever no shame in my game because I'm always going to be here to help somebody and be transparent. I went months, almost a year without washing my hair before because I was battling some personal things. And I just didn't care enough to take care of me. I, I didn't care enough to take care of me. And every time I would write it down, to take care of it, something else came up. How many of y'all know something gonna always come up? And to choose you, it's gonna be a choice. To choose you is a choice. It's gonna always be something that comes up um, and choosing you is a choice, right? I stayed in relationships before for the sake of making someone else happy because I couldn't see my life nor my happiness outside of them. There were times when I didn't open my Bible and I didn't pray because I didn't have the energy to do so because I was so pulled in other directions. I'm talking about me. Yeah, I just didn't have the energy to do it. <laughs> but I'm like, how is that serving you, God, when I don't have the energy for you? How is that loving you when I don't even have the energy for you? I'm not religious. I'm gonna keep it real all day. Have you ever not had the energy to serve God? Have you ever not had the energy to pray 
I know some of y'all real religious and holy on here. Oh, I'm always have the energy to pray. I'm always have the energy, but that hasn't been my story. So I got to take care of me. It's important to understand that how we treat ourselves will always impact other areas of our lives. It will always roll over into other areas of our lives. Always. It's going to roll over on that job. It's going to roll over in your relationship with God. It's going to roll over into your relationship with that man. It's going to roll over in the relationship with your kids. How you treat yourself will always show up in other areas of your life. We're almost done. We're almost done. For example, being critical of yourself can have an impact on your self-esteem. And it'll cause you to feel bad about yourself regularly, all the time. (laughs) Being critical of yourself will impact your self-esteem. What does it mean? What are you talking about being critical of yourself? Standing in the mirror, just looking at yourself. I remember I was standing in the mirror, just looking at my body, and I was kind of touching on my rolls, and I was touching on my fat, and I didn't even realize that my daughter was sitting there looking at me. And then before I knew it, she was standing in the mirror trying to hold her stomach in. critical of yourself, the things that you say out of your mouth. A lack of self-esteem can make you avoid family and friends. It can make you stay in a cave. I don't, don't post no picture of me. Let me, let me see that picture before you post it because I may be looking crazy. Like, don't, don't do it. Uh-uh. Um, who all over there? Before I come over there, who all over there? I don't want to see such and such. I would go to that party, but I don't gain a few pounds, so I don't want anybody to see me like this. Oh, talk about it, Sharissa. I think I'm going to hit on that. I'm going to hit on that for sure. It could cause you to develop a lack of boundaries with other people, allowing toxic relationships into your life. When you don't take care of yourself, you'll accept people who who ain't going to take care of you too. (laughs) When you don't take care of you, You'll accept other people mess. I ain't gonna talk about men. I'm talking about all everybody. You will accept other relationships and other people who don't care about you either. You will have a lack of boundaries with other people and you will allow toxicness, toxic people, toxic relationships, toxic drama, toxic relationships into your life because you don't love you. Ain't no way in the hell. Oh, hallelujah. Ain't no way you will allow certain things to happen and deal with certain people and deal with certain things and all of this other stuff. If you cared about you, if you cared about your peace, if you cared about how you listen, I don't, I want to age well. Age well, like chef, chef kiss. I don't want, I don't, I want peace. I don't want to be stressed out. I don't want to always be involved in drama and mess. I don't want to always be talking about unhappy stuff. I don't want to always be talking about stuff that's going to drain me or bring me down. But when you don't have 
self-love, you'll sit there and you'll continue to sit in stuff. Toxic phone calls will feel good to you. <laughs> That'll feel good. It'll feel like love. Girl, you just sharing all of your, your baggage with me. You must really do trust me. No, she don't trust you. You're a trash can. She dumping on you. It's a difference between seeking advice and dumping. There's a difference. You're seeking advice. You want to do something about it or do you want to dump? All right, because we haven't been on the phone now for three hours and you'll share with me and I'll share with you my best advice, but then you still revert back to the mess. So, babe, girl, I'm going to have to call you back. As a matter of fact, I may not call you back because you and God are going to have to work that out. And over time, this can affect your relationships and your friendships as well as sabotage your confidence. A negative self-relationship can hold people back from even pursuing goals. I think you just typed that, Sharissa. A negative self-relationship can hold people back from pursuing their goals. Why would I write a goal and pursue a goal when I don't even feel good about me? Because when you don't feel good about yourself, you don't feel worthy. When you don't feel good about yourself, you don't feel worthy. Um, Kimberly, the Bible studies are every Tuesday. Uh, the new time is 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. And most, most of the time, the notifications will be in the Facebook group. Uh, that's okay, Rhonda. But yes, when you don't love yourself, it'll sabotage everything. How can you write out your goals or write out your plan for the next three months, even, or even for the next month, when you don't even feel good about where you are right now. I want to tell you that don't, don't, even if you got to start small, I don't know who this message is for, and it may just be for me. If you're having a hard time planning out the year, if you're having a hard time planning out the next three months, if you're having a hard time planning out um, the, the six months, Start small. Start with this week or next week, right? Don't let the enemy play with your mind and say, oh, because it's too much. You're trying to take down a big mountain. Focus on next week. Little by little, a little becomes a lot. Little by little, a little becomes a lot. Janita says she can't see past this month. I'm telling y'all, I'm going to tell y'all exactly what it is. We are, we are now done with the hype, right? We're done with the hype. How many of y'all are done with the hype? I'm done with the hype. And a lot of us are done with the hype. I've, I've seen it. A lot of people are, are being, a lot of people are done with the hype. We don't been through too much. And, and a lot of us, we ain't got no time to play. We already know, like, listen, all these gimmicks and get-rich-quick schemes, we done with it. We done with the hype, right? A lot of us are done with the hype. And we are emotionally drained. We are mentally drained. And we are just tired. And so at this point, what I want you guys to know is this. A little by little, a little becomes a lot. You may be drained, 
You may feel like you tried before. You don't have nothing else to give, but I want you to start little by little. You are not fighting alone. I'm telling y'all right now, every day I got to pray and be like, okay, God, come on. Like, come on. What is up? Let me know. Because a lot of us are done with the hype. I'm almost done. Over time, the negative self-relationship, it'll impact your self-esteem and your behavior. Of course, you know, it's going to impact that mental health too. When you don't love yourself, that leads to suicidal thoughts. When you don't love yourself, that leads to depression. It leads to stress. It leads to anxiety. It leads to social anxiety. All of that. It leads to all of that. Depression, anxiety, social anxiety. I don't want to be around nobody. I remember last year, I just didn't want to go out and be around certain things because I was not as happy with where I was in that moment. When you are not happy with yourself, you really don't want to be around anyone else and you revert to isolation. A positive relationship can make you more resilient to depression and anxiety. I didn't say that depression and anxiety won't try to come, but a positive self-relationship, it'll make you more resilient to it. Beginning to see yourself as a person who needs compassion and care can often help you move through challenging emotions more smoothly. Let me repeat this part right here. Don't tap out. Beginning to see yourself as a person who needs compassion, as a person who needs care, can often help you move through challenging emotions more smoothly. Last year, I got stuck in so many emotional, um, I just got stuck in so many emotional places. But if I realized that I was also somebody who needed compassion and care, I would have gave myself more grace. When you love yourself, you give yourself more grace. Meaning that if you have a bad day or if you if you're disappointed by life or if you're disappointed by a decision, you won't allow that decision to keep you stuck for longer than it should. All right, so how do we have a healthy relationship with ourselves? You check in with yourself. So consider taking a minute to see how you really feel in the moment. Try to name the feelings that you're having. Try to name what you're experiencing. How do you really feel? What are you really thinking? Your body will also tell you when something is off. It'll show up in headaches. It'll show up in migraines. It'll show up in anxiety. It'll show up in your your body shaking sometimes. Your body will tell you when something is off. So check in with yourself, listen to yourself, listen to your body. Another way that you can have a healthy relationship with yourself is to validate all of your feelings, all of your feelings, validate them. Don't ignore them. When you validate your feelings and understand why you are having them, you'll be able to address the core need or the core root that's leading you to have these feelings. So if you always feeling sad, stop overlooking that. What is the root of this sad feeling that I keep having? What's causing this sadness? Why does it seem like I have more sad days than happy days, God? What is this about? Why does it seem like I'm always feeling heavy? 
What is this about? And then God will begin to show you. Or if you have a therapist, your therapist will help you get to the root of that. Another way that you can have a healthy relationship with yourself is understanding that it's okay to say no. Sometimes having a strong relationship means that you're saying having a lack of strong relationship with yourself means that you're saying yes to everything else and you're saying no to yourself. So going forward, going forward, guys, this year, start with this year. As as a matter of fact, start with this month. Whenever you say yes, ask yourself, what am I saying no to? Whenever you say yes to something or someone, ask yourself, what am I saying no to? If I say yes to you, what am I saying no to? Am I saying no to the laundry that I could be doing? Am I saying no to taking this one day that I have off to relax? Because a lot of people ain't going to respect your time, especially if you don't. So if I say yes to you, what am I saying no to? Another way that you can have a healthy relationship with yourself is to make time for yourself and the things that you enjoy. Let me do a check really quick. Or not a check, this is a self-check for you guys. Type at least three things in the comments that you enjoy doing. Real quick, don't think about it, just go. Three things in the comments that you enjoy. What do you enjoy? Three things, come on, make What's three things that you enjoy? Y'all thinking about it. Dancing, singing, thrift shopping, cooking, giving, learning. Okay, come on. They coming. Y'all thinking, reading, eating, making money. Okay. Dancing, singing, encouraging others. Okay, come on. They still coming. Three things. Don't think about it. What do you enjoy doing? Cooking, music, writing. So at least you said reading. I said three things. Swimming, shopping, helping others. Walking, reading, dancing. Listening to music. Talisha, what are two things that you enjoy doing? Watching movies, reading books, eating, getting nails done, laughing. It's more of y'all on here. Come on, y'all deep tonight. Going to the water, pedicures, eating, sleeping, watching shows. Writing, encouraging others, listening to music, chilling. All right? So understanding what you like doing what do you enjoy doing what's your favorite color what's your favorite color we're getting we're going somewhere here red black red and purple blue olive green purple what's your favorite color come on we're going somewhere here It's about you. In order to have it about you, you got to know what you like. Mustard, yellow, red, teal. In order order to have a better relationship with you, you got to know who you are and what you like. White. Sometimes I don't know what I like. You know what you like. You're typing it out. Blue. Come on. Come on. Blue. In your alone time, what do you like to do? In your alone time, what would you choose to do?
just lay there, shop, binge, watch a show, right while listening to music, right? Sit outside if the weather is nice. Rest, shop, spa, sleep, I wish. Bubble bath, read, burn candles, enjoy my peace. All right, I'm going to do y'all one better. Y'all might get tired of me, but we're going somewhere here. What is your favorite thing about yourself? What is your most favorite thing about yourself? The mind, my eyes. Y'all thinking, I see y'all thinking. What's your most favorite thing about yourself? Let's go, let's go beyond features. Well, okay, we can do features first. Features first, and then we're going to go deeper. What's your favorite thing about yourself? My smile, my eyes, come on. What's your best, what's your favorite feature about you? My smile, eyes. And I, and we can be honest if this one is hard because I'm sitting here thinking like, okay, what would I say my favorite feature is about me too? Janita, thank you for being honest because I'm sitting here thinking too. When 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 you're in a relationship with yourself, think about it. Think about how would you be in a relationship with a man? And he said, what's your favorite thing about me? What you like about me? You'll be like, I love them lips. Like, I love your eyes. I love your hair. I love your beard. I love your, your muscles. So what's, what's your favorite thing about yourself? I'm going to say, let me see. Right now, I would say my smile. And that hasn't always been the case for me. So I would say my my favorite feature right now about myself is my smile. So has everybody gotten their favorite features out? Y'all have to think. The smoothest of my skin. Come on, smoothest of the skin. <laughs> Come on, y'all can dig it out. Isn't that something when it's hard for you guys to think about what you like about yourself? It's, it's, it's not as easy as it. All right, so let's 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 move on really quick. All right, so digging a little bit deeper. What is your favorite thing about yourself? What's your favorite quality about yourself? I feel like for this one I would have two to choose from. I would say my creativity, um serving others, um Yeah, I'm a hustler and a caring person. I'm a caring person. My personality, I get along with anybody. Supportive, caring, work habits, my big heart, compassion and giving, my work ethic, creativity, my heart towards others. I'm caring. My listening ear, how I can listen to others the way I can use wording. Helping others, work habits, open-hearted and caring. All right, guys, you can participate in this one if you want to, but this is a safe space. What is one thing um, that you know that yourself is telling you that you you need to treat yourself better in? What area? What can, in what way can you treat yourself better? starting this year. Kiel said my health, my health, physical appearance, working out, 
definitely for me, my health, physical appearance, for sure. Letting go of people, not allowing certain people to control my emotions. Not enough rest. Oh, that's a good one. What is yourself telling you right now that you need to work on? My appearance, my mouth is my biggest, okay? My appearance and health, steward my time management, let my yes be yes and no be no, okay? Stop being a busybody all the time. That's good. Health and procrastination. Mm, procrastination. That's good. Mm, mm, mm. Health, physical appearance, and not letting people steal my peace. Yes, yes. My wanting to please others. Oh, that's so good. Healthier diet. Diet. Yes. Talk about it. Stop second guessing. That's really good. All right, and last one. If you had to commit to one thing this year to work on, what would it be? And even if it's the same as what you just said, but your honest self, your honest in reality, something that you can take with you after tonight's call and work on it for this year. What do you really want to work on this year? What can we all hold you accountable for? I'll do you one better. What can we all hold you accountable for? For me, my health, my diet, for sure. Treating my body like I love it. Oh, yes. Oh, that's so good. That is so good. Treating my body like I love it. Speaking my mind. That's so good. I don't see y'all. We don't got no fear of commitment in here, do we? What is one thing can we commit to this year? Standing firm in my decisions, okay? Encouraging myself like I do others, okay? But, Bree, I don't know how we're going to um, hold you accountable on that one. But I'll, I'll, I'll check in with you. My health and diet also. Having more control of my emotions. Those who anger you controls you, yes. Finishing what I start. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Finishing what I start, yes. Eating better, being consistent with the goals I set for myself and not giving up easily. Okay, reading my Bible more, yes. Letting go of fear. Just being a better person. Taking my advice, self-control, Okay. Love those. Love those. All right. So making time for yourself, the things that you enjoy. So now y'all know what y'all enjoy. You know what you like, right? You know what you like. And most of us, we know what we don't like. All right. Um, so set boundaries, talk nice to yourself, give yourself grace, take care of you, Unmuzzle, authentic with myself, not being tossed to and fro from my emotions or circumstances. That's really good. That is really good. Not being tossed to and fro from emotions and circumstances, right? So take care of you. Uh, Janita said, treat yourself like you love you, like you like you. Do you like yourself? So working out, eating better, sleeping better, getting rest, dressing nice, smelling good, washing your hair, you know, brushing your teeth, taking a bath, taking a shower, making sure you drink water. 
what your body is like a flower pot. You know, it's like a flower. You need to nourish yourself. So making sure you're drinking water, keep God in your life, right? Keep God in your life. I should have made that the the number one thing. That should have been number one right there. Because a lot of times we try to do all this other stuff without him. All right. So keep God in your life. Right. So listen, y'all, I hope this tonight blessed you guys greatly. Um, I think this was a important way to open up the new year um, It's by making sure that we don't neglect us this year, making sure that we don't give up on us this year, making sure that we don't put us down this year, making sure that we keep we keep ourselves as a focus. It's easy to lose you. It's easy to lose you. And sometimes when you when you have lost yourself, sometimes it's hard. It's hard to get back. Right. It's hard to get back to that. So I just want to uh, pray over us really quick and then we're going to close it out. But I pray, like I said, I pray that this help. And I pray that you guys are able to take what we talked about on tonight and you're able to take it back and you're able to implement it. Now, if y'all been coming on here which I'm seeing a lot of y'all familiar faces. We're going to be holding each other accountable. And, and this year, how, how many of y'all going to be able to come off of them cameras? I'm so tired of seeing them black names and them, them pictures. Because we haven't been on here now since, I think, 2021. So how, how long, how, when are y'all going to be able to come off the camera? Maybe we should hold y'all accountable on that. Yes, Teresa, you've been coming off the camera more. I don't want no new picture. I want to see y'all. So how how y'all gonna come, how about we how when y'all gonna come off the camera? All right. So Father, we just thank you for tonight, God. We just thank you for this moment, God. We thank you for this time of fellowship, God. We thank you, Father God, for knowledge and wisdom, oh God. I thank you that knowledge and wisdom will be our portion this year, oh God. I thank you, Father God. I pray for those, Father God, who are setting goals for this year, God. I pray now in the mighty name of Jesus, God, that we will see those goals through, God. I thank you now in the mighty name of Jesus, and I pray against every mind-boggling limitation, God. I pray against every mind-boggling spirit it now in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God, that will try to tell us that we can't do it or that will try to tell us that it will not work this time, God. I pray now in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God, that we will never leave your presence and we will never leave your will. And even if we do, oh God, I pray that you will always redirect us, oh God. I thank you now in the mighty name of Jesus, God. And I just pray God, for Janita, Sharissa, Nika, Father God, Keandra, Kiosha, Talisha, Gabriana, Sharice, Shakira, Shakari, Shayla, Jazz, Romance, God, I pray now in the mighty name of Jesus for Kimberly, oh God, and even whoever that is on the iPhone, I pray for Amanda, Rhonda, Father God, and even those who are listening in from the podcast, those who are listening in through Facebook, God, I pray now in the mighty name of Jesus, God, that we will be those, Father God, who will go after our purpose like never before, that we will no longer sit, God, and allow things to keep us stuck and stagnant, God. I thank you, God, that you will give us new strategies, oh God, that you will release strategies, God. And even as you release the strategies and the vision, God, that you will give us the discipline to implement, God. I pray now in the mighty name of Jesus, God, that we will have discipline to say yes to your will, say yes to your way, and say yes to your calling, and even say yes to ourselves, oh God. I pray that we'll be able to say yes to our purpose, God. I thank you, God, for innovating 
innovators, that there are innovators on this call. I thank you for the creatives on this call, God. I pray now in the mighty name of Jesus for the new businesses that will come forth. I even hear the Lord saying that some of you started businesses and you put them down. You had business ideas that you did not pursue. Some of it, some of you did not pursue it for the lack of money. And some of you did not pursue it for the lack of motivation. But I just pray now in the mighty name of Jesus that you will begin to pick it back up. Oh God, I pray now in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh God, I pray against every spirit of frustration and even spirits of disappointment that will try to frustrate your people, God, and keep them from moving forward. God, I pray for our households this year. I pray, Father God, against that spirit of struggling now in the mighty name of Jesus, where we have struggled throughout month after month, year after year. But I break the spirit of poverty now in the mighty name of Jesus, God, and the spirit of struggling, oh God, where we're barely making it and we're barely getting by and we're living paycheck to paycheck. And some of us are not even living paycheck to paycheck. We just don't have it. God, I pray now in the mighty name of Jesus that your provision will begin to meet us, God. I thank you now in the mighty name of Jesus that you are sending forth finances now in the mighty name of Jesus. And now not only are you sending forth finances, God, you're giving us the ability to manage money better. You're giving us the ability to maintain money better. better. Father God, you are even giving us the ability to multiply money, oh God. I thank you now in the mighty name of Jesus that we will know how to use money, oh God. We will not be allow money, hallelujah, to move us, but we'll know how to move money. God, I thank you now in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God, that you are are even increasing us even the more god you're increasing us hallelujah you're increasing us in our hearts oh god you are giving us the ability to love again i pray against hardness of heart right now in the mighty name of jesus god and i thank you hallelujah that this year god this year 2023 god we will heed to your voice we will listen to your voice god and another voice we will not follow in jesus mighty name we pray amen all right guys so thank you guys for staying on and listen we hope to see you guys back next tuesday have a good night guys